before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and I just want to thank you for being with me today. Now, before we dive into today's show, I want to ask you a question. Whose life can you impact today? I read this quote, and it reads, each person must live their life as a model for others. Thank you to the one and only Rosa Parks for being such an amazing role model for women yesterday, today, and forever in the future. Now on today's episode, I am so excited to have you meet my friend, Tracy Fowler. Not only is Tracy a short-term rental owner, but she's an entrepreneur who's creating the future of her dreams through her own short-term rental businesses. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Tracy. So today we are here with Tracy Fowler. Tracy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm excited to sit down and chat with you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love all the work that you do and super excited to be involved in, in this piece as well. Awesome. So let's start off by having you share a little bit about who you are and where you're located. Again, my name is Tracy Fowler. I am here in Western North Carolina right now, uh, just outside of Asheville. And I have STR Central, which is my media company that we do like a weekly inspiration and buzz is actually what the email is called. And then I also do consulting for other investors occasionally. I don't do a ton of investing consulting just because I tend to stay pretty busy. And those are bigger projects that tend to be very time consuming. So I'll typically take on one or two clients at a time. What else am I doing? Well, I'm an investor myself. I have a short-term rental in Colorado. Uh, the house here in North Carolina actually has three different buildings on the property. So it'll end up being three units when I'm done with it. But we're, I guess, house, ha well, not really house hacking, like we're living in this one for a year. So it qualifies for primary lending. And slowly as I have time doing renovations, there are actually electricians here right now working on two of the other buildings. And then I have a 10plex partnership investment in Texas as well. And I'll be heading down to Florida in a couple of weeks to do some shopping to see if I can find something else that I like. But I think my investing is a little different than most because I intend to live part-time in all of my 
solely owned properties. So when I'm buying, I'm looking for something that works for me and my husband and our dogs and us to stay for months to years at a time versus just your, your typical like ROI investment in short-term rental. I remember that. And I thought that was so unique. The first time I connected with you, you sharing that, you know, you love to travel and that was one of your main reasons, correct me if I'm wrong, for getting started in the world of short-term rentals, because you wanted to own where you wanted to travel. Talk to us a, a little bit about that and how you got the thought in your mind of, I'll just buy properties for where I want to travel. Well, I wish I could take credit for the idea. I was, I think 2015-ish, I was traveling in Thailand and I met a girl on a flight and she was late 20s and I was mid 30s and she was not working anymore because her short-term rental that she had bought on the beach in Thailand was paying for her living expenses and so she was just flying to Chiang Mai for the weekend for fun while I was there and I'm like you know what I think you have more in life figured out in your 20s than I have in my 30s <laughs> I need to pay attention so that's where the inspiration came from originally but from short-term rental but I was at that that same period traveling in Southeast Asia a lot and staying in a lot of short-term rentals and Airbnb was an emerging thing at that point. And I just realized it, my family had rented beach houses for decades, you know, so the idea of a short-term rental wasn't foreign to me, but the idea that I could acquire them and they could pay my bills had it was always like this you had to be wealthy to have your vacation home kind of concept and it was the first time it occurred to me that it, it was accessible uh you know to the common man so to speak or common woman as it were and then yeah i love spending extended periods of time in places i'd spend weeks to months in one town I like to meet the neighbors. I like to go to the same, like find a really great cafe or a great bar and go there consistently like I live there and build those types of relationships because I find that I get invited to go and do things with locals that I become friends with. And I just have a different experience. I, I lived in Bangkok for six months and I haven't been to half the temples that all the tourists are must sees because that just wasn't what the priority was for me. I really like to dig in and live like a local and having my own short-term rentals kind of fits my personality in that way. I bet that translates to your guests too and how you maybe communicate with them or how you share potential things to do in the area. I want to ask you, when you first got started, was there a specific hosting memory that really jumps out at you that you heard it or you felt it and you thought, wow, this is amazing and I want to continue to dive deeper into this? So you mean like somebody else hosting or one of the ones that happened at my property? Well, that's a good question. I'm thinking of you as the host, but the reverse way, let us know, because I'm interested to hear that too. Well, I'll think about that, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so for me personally, my my property in Colorado Springs is the one that I've had the longest. And gosh, I'm going to try not to cry when I say this. <laughs> So it's not anything special. You know, it's it's a lovely townhouse. It's in a great location. It has nice views. So it has some really good things going for it. But it, you know, if you look at some of these gorgeous professionally designed units that are out there now, it's not that. It's the first thing I did 
when I got into this in 2000, the beginning of 2018, I didn't know about Facebook groups or gurus. I just bought a place and figured it out. And so keeping that in mind that it's a very modest property, you know, I've had all kinds of people come and say they got engaged this weekend in my fire pit or whatever. Uh, but the one that really stands out the most is a woman booked the property and her husband has Alzheimer's and it's getting towards the point where he's starting to forget faces and that type of thing. And his brother, I think, lived in Denver or something nearby. And so she booked my townhouse for her husband and his brother to make some of the last memories that he may ever have. Wow. Wow. I will tell you that when I've same type of thing, when I first started buying short-term rentals, I was doing it for an investment play. Okay. I wanted to park investment dollars into real estate that would potentially perform in a different way versus my long-term rentals. I won't bore you with that story, but one of the things that came out of our first investment properties were the guest books and you open the guest book and it is like getting love letters, you know, flourished on you. It is the most rewarding, fascinating time to just sit down and read why people are coming to your property and how they've experienced it. You're part of folks making memories for a lifetime, right? And, you know, obviously we're one small slice of the pie or one small piece of the puzzle, but having the ability to impact people in that way is so rewarding for me. And I know it is for you too. That's super special. Yeah. So that that's the one that I think out of, there've been lots of really wonderful. And to your point, the guest book is always fun. Even being able to read your reviews on Airbnb or your website or whatever, it's always on the days where things aren't really going well, you can go read your reviews and go, this is why I do this is to provide these experiences. Another one that comes to mind and it's just much shorter and just really sweet is that a, a small family mom and dad and their teenage son, his son brought a friend and she said, this is the first time my son has said he had fun on a family vacation, you know, and just little things like helping them find where to buy a basketball for the basketball court down the street and having an Xbox and making sure that it had lots of games, just little things. Like when she was interacting with us, like, yep, that's there. Don't worry here. If you want to do this, go there to your point, telling people how to experience it is definitely really important to me. And that little bit of feedback that, you know, you had that kind of impact on somebody's family is, is incredibly rewarding. That's amazing. So, all right. I want to ask you another question because you mentioned the Xbox and having to make sure or wanting to make sure that you had the games for the Xbox there. Let's talk about amenities for a minute, because I think you have one of the coolest amenities I have ever seen in a property, and it is a pillow menu. So for anyone who isn't listening, can you talk with us first about what exactly is a pillow menu? 
Yeah, I mean, it It really is just what it sounds like. You know, I'm, I'm a simple person. So in all of my properties, this is true, whether it's my own or a client project, what I recommend is at least three different lofts of pillow. So a soft, a medium, and then something in a foam, because we all have different preferences. And if you get everything else wrong and you just get the sleep right, you'll still probably do okay right in the reviews. <laughs> so it's just a list of those, you know, options basically. But then we have, and I haven't looked at it in a while. So, you know, you probably, you, if you look it up, if you check Stacy's virtual summit from last year, I think I gave it out last year, but it also talks about just some basic things to help your guests have a good night's sleep, like having a cup of tea or the calm app. So it just kind of winds you down and make sure you get the perfect pillow here. And we have more in the closet. So they won't always all be on the bed, which is a pro tip for your laundering and, you know, your turnover. You don't have to put all six pillows on the bed. You can put four and put two in the closet. And then if they don't get used, then it's less you have to launder and turn over. But it does come up quite a bit. You know, like I see, I love reading my reviews uh, and it cues you in on the things that people actually care about, the things that actually impress them. But uh, that that's just, you know, just me being the ever organizer. Like, how can I communicate that there's another type of pillow in the closet that they may not notice otherwise? And we just leave it on the nightstand. I just love it so much. So my first question about the pillow menu is, how did you come up with this idea? Was it literally just an act of God where it popped into your mind one day? And you're thinking, I'm just going to bring this to life. Or did you see it somewhere else? How did you come up with this idea? I don't think I've seen it anywhere else. I'm trying, I mean, honestly, you know, if you go to a nice hotel, they may have some type of card on the bedside. And usually it has like a little bit of essential oil for you to be able to like, like a lavender oil or something to help you sleep better. So it probably came from something like that, that was similar in terms of intention, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody do the thing that I'm doing. And I absolutely created that in Canva, which we all love, right? Gotta love me some Canva. That's right. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So do you also have instructions for your cleaners that if there are still pillows in the closet, are they still changing out those pillowcases and laundering them at each turnover? How do you monitor when to change the pillows that may appear they haven't been used? Or is that just automatically done during you every know, turnover? So that would be a great question for my property manager. <laughs> there you go. But so I can't answer it about pillows specifically, but we use white so you can usually tell, but also for blankets in particular, we do extra blankets and stuff as well. And those we have in a sealed, like zippable storage thing. And it has like a break tab. So they'll know if that's been used, but the pillows, I don't, I don't know that, that we have a, a great solution. I there think they, they just take care of it. Stay tuned people. <laughs> we'll bring Jackie on next time and she that's can tell right. us all her secrets. There you go. <laughs> All right. And I'm curious, are there other amenities that you like to include in your listings that your guests seem to appreciate? 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's all the regular stuff, you know, comfortable furniture is a big one for me. Having enough comfortable seating for everyone is a big, like, foundation for me. But it's interesting, like, the, the pillow menu in particular captures a lot of those things. So I have an essential oil diffuser, but I also have almost like an essential oil bar. So you can go and there's all these different flavors of essential oil that you can select. And that's also mentioned in the the pillow menu is, you know, get some lavender or something going. And, you know, everyone does a good coffee bar these days, but I also provide a ton of tea because I'm actually a tea drinker. I don't drink coffee. Not really. If I do, I haven't slept in like two days and I really need some hardcore caffeine. But otherwise I drink tea. And so I provide a lot of tea as you know one thing that i think is different but also from a coffee perspective i don't know if this is because i don't drink coffee but i provide all the things so i have a french press i have a chemex pour over i have cold brew i have an espresso maker with uh, foam so you can do cappuccinos and lattes i think it's like coffee is this mystical thing to me so i feel like i don't know what i'm doing so i'm just going to do all of it and if i you know if i shoot wide enough i'm going to be able to make everybody happy so those are a couple of other things that that i think are important and I do like a coffee book. So if someone wants to explore coffee, they can do different, you know, they have instructions for all this stuff. So I I like to make it an experience. I love that. And I'm curious too, for your coffees and your teas and your essential oils, do you have a tried and true system by which you're managing the supplies? Or is that something that your property manager is doing for you? And then just either billing you for the supplies or saying, hey, Tracy, we need to reorder Nespresso pods. They handle all of it. That's why she's my (laughs) co-host. She's a rock star. (laughs) So I, I want to just quickly point out a lot of people these days are obviously managing their own property. And and there is absolutely value in managing your own property. But a lot of people also say, well, you can't be successful or profitable if you have a co-host or if you have a property manager. And I just want to point out that Tracy is the real deal. She is an active coach and consultant in the short-term rental space. She is living out her dream with her short-term rental portfolio. And guess what? somebody else is managing her property. So you can absolutely be successful when you have a property manager or a co-host. I wanted to just quickly point that out. Do you see that a lot too, Tracy, where people are really driving home the fact that you have to self-manage in order to be successful? I think, you know, it's, you can do either. Like there, to me, there's no one way I mean, you could self-manage and hire a co-host. You could manage your own, you know, vertical of VAs that you trained. I mean, there are different ways to approach it. This is my second, well, and now I have like three more short-term rental businesses. But when I got into investing, it was my second entrepreneurial venture. And I learned through my first one that I did not want to be the bottleneck to everything's success. And so from the very beginning, I always look at my investments from that lens of there has to be enough margin in this for a property manager for it to make sense for my long-term goals. And I think that's 
you know, everyone has their own goals. So that's the thing that, that differs. But I think the thing I see the most is people get focused on how much the property manager is making. And my property manager keeps my property above the 90th percentile in revenue and I don't touch it. So she's making her money and I'm still like when people, when I talk to people, even about what my property is worth today versus what it's grossing, they're like, how do I buy one there? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're doing fine in this model, but I, I'm in a mastermind that's mostly owner managed partially because I'm fascinated by it, but also because it's not my model. And I like to have like learn as much as I can about what everybody's doing. And some of them are absolutely phenomenal and others struggle. So it just, you know, to your point, I would evaluate what your options are and not get too tunnel visioned onto it. It has to be this way to work, figure out what actually works for your goals. I love that. That is such great advice. And you also have developed quite a relationship with your property manager, your friends, you're hosting a podcast together. So talk to us a little bit about what projects you are currently working on. Yeah. Yeah. The, the podcast is, is brand new. It literally just, the first episodes just went out last week. Uh, we recorded them about a month ago, but trying to figure all that stuff out and uh, edits all kinds of fun back and forth <laughs> through the holidays. So, but yeah, I mean, we get along so well. We're so passionate about short-term rental and everything that's happening and how we can help other people. And we just end up talking all the time. So it's like, you know, other people would might actually be interested in the conversation we're having right now. Now we have to be careful. <laughs> but I will say that it's mostly very candid. You know, we for our first three, four episodes, actually, we sat down in one session and just talked for about two hours. And that's where the first four episodes come from. So it truly is unscripted. What we think, like, you know, we laugh a lot. I mean, we're going to talk about working from home with our husbands, uh, <laughs> roaming around. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> you know, and I mean, just keeping it real. It's, it's going to be a little, I mean, we're still really driven and want to be successful and always pushing the envelope in the business side of things. But we thought that maybe having a little fun and, you know, and, and being a little vulnerable with what life is really like would be helpful to some people who are having their own challenges. And instead of just seeing people who are rocket shipping through success, like, what does it really look like day to day? Sometimes it's a mess. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> so we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so if anyone wants to tune into your podcast, what is it called? It's called the STR Insiders. Insiders. I love it. I love it. Now I'm curious, since you bought your first short-term rental, how has your life changed? I know you mentioned you have a couple of businesses. Um, talk to me a little bit about how your life has been transformed. 
Well, when I bought my first one, I was still working as a business analyst in IT operations, big multinational billion dollar company. I used to say I was a cog in a wheel, you know, and you couldn't even see the beginning or the end, like where things were coming from or where they ended up. You were just part of this process, which other than that one career stop is not my personality. I like to be much, much closer to the things I'm impacting. And so I bought my short-term rental, worked remotely in it while I had it renovated for three months, which was a whole adventure. And uh, through some other things that were happening environmentally, the, the water supply in the city I was living in was poisoned. And so I was getting really sick and thought it was from work because my doctor thought it was stress because we couldn't identify anything else. So I ended up quitting my job because he had been convinced that my job was making me sick. <laughs> and through travel, realized like like traveling to Colorado and then coming back home and realizing that as soon as I got back home, the symptoms would crop back up even after I quit my job. So figured out that it was the water because I drink so much water and started telling my friends in town. And a couple of months after that, the state ag department had a town hall where they announced it. So I figured it out before they even told the city that it was happening. But that just kind of happened at the same time, which gave, and you know, the short-term rental had launched by this point. And so it was generating money and had proven to my husband that I wasn't crazy, that this was a real thing that could be successful. But it took me a little while to figure out what I wanted to do with myself because I knew I loved what I was doing. Like I love real estate. I love hosting everything about it. It's just me a hundred percent, every bit of it. Like I'll stay up all night working and get up early the next day and it doesn't feel like work, right? Because I found something I really love. And, but it, you know, there, at that point, like I said, I didn't know about Facebook groups for this thing. It just it hadn't even occurred to me that that was a thing. And the other investors in the same community in Colorado Springs, she had always done long-term rentals. Well, she's from Montana and she wanted to buy a property back there. And so she bought something that was gigantic. It was like 5,300 square feet. And it had been built in the 80s and it hadn't been remodeled since. And she goes, I want you to help me turn this into a short-term rental. <laughs> so, that's how okay. my consulting business started. <laughs> wow. Because, uh, I mean, she saw how well it was going. And I'm always as you know, very open book. Like if you ask me something, I will just tell you. And, and we were both on the board of the HOA and I would just, I told all of them, I'm like, you might want to consider getting a permit and converting one of your LTRs into an STR. So this is a really good market for it. And so by the time she bought it, she's like, I see how well it's going. You're doing like triple what I'm doing on my identical unit. <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, and so then I started consulting and then Really, like I said, I mean, I'm more interested in being an investor than a consultant long term. So I just do a couple of projects here and there when it makes sense, when we're aligned. I'm working on working with an investor right now here, actually in Western North Carolina, doing two units. And then he just texted me before this interview and said, hey, we need to get started on the floor on the beach. <laughs> So he's the only client I'm working with right now because he keeps yeah. throwing multiples at me. Right. 
But I think that also speaks volumes into the level of trust and results that your clients get to, because of course, when they see the value that you're bringing, they're going to bring you in on future deals. So I love that. And I love, I, I hope that anyone listening is hearing how Tracy started out in this business five years ago and not only has a successful portfolio of her own, she has a podcast and a business or two that is focused on helping other owners. And you can do the same, right? You can do the same. I love that. I'm curious what's next for you. What's on the horizon? <laughs> so I have STR Central, which is media, and that is us. I have a team. And again, me not being the bottleneck, we're working toward building them up to be the experts. But every week they review about a hundred different sources from STR. So all the places you're getting your news, all the blogs all of the, you know, associations and events, anything, you name it, travel, hospitality, hotel, or STR. We look at over a hundred sources and we pull what we think are the most useful news together. And it could be anything from uh, Valerie, actually, who you do some work with. Uh, she's got a really great blog that we share some of her design stuff from just as an example you know skift travel or what's happening with the shorties i mean it just it just depends on the week but we package that together we also my team is obsessed with short-term rental too which is great they like they everybody i hire i'm like be careful it's addictive so <laughs> you've been warned and um, we also scrape through hundreds of Instagram accounts and pull different people who are doing things that we think are beautiful or inspiring or could be design. It could be someone remodeling a school bus into an Airbnb. It could be a, you know, a, there's a mirror hotel opening here in Asheville soon that the whole exterior is mirror so that it blends in with the environment so you don't really see the hotel. Uh, just as some of the examples of things that have gone out. And then we cover whatever events are coming up. So like you've got your virtual summit in a, gosh, like a week. And there's like two other things happening, one in Portugal and then one somewhere else. It, again, so I'm not the expert, right? I just, I'm the <laughs> editor. I, I help direct the vision at this point. But all of that comes out once a week in the buzz email. And you just get all of this really packaged up to where you can see what's happening, what news or education is out there, and maybe some inspiration to kind of light your fire a little bit. So that's the thing I'm growing right now because I didn't really see that in the space. And I'm like, I have a lot of background in nonprofit and community supportive type companies when I was working in small companies before. And that's my where my heart is. So if like if I can create a space that helps other hosts find out where the thing is, like how do I even know where to look, right? Or what? How did you know to go to this event? Like how did you even know it existed? 
And I think so many of like the thought leaders like yourself in the space that are creating these events, you know, for me to be able to create one location where everyone can put their event, because I'm not competing with you. I'm not doing an event. I'm not your competition. I'm your champion to bring everybody the information so that they can pick and choose the things that help them achieve their goals. So that's, that's my big my big thing right now. And then the podcast is just a little icing on the cake. <laughs> the little icing on the cake. No, I love that. And, you know, I think that there are so many wonderful opportunities in this industry to discover what you're passionate about and lean into it. And I, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what's, what's next even beyond that. Cause I know it's going to be awesome. All right. So I want to shift gears a little bit. I want to shift gears into the lightning round. And if you know anything about the lightning round, what I want to ask you to do is answer with the very first thing that comes to mind. I promise you they will not be hard. The first question in the lightning round is where is your favorite place to vacation? Mm, right now it's probably New Zealand. Ooh. But I reserve the right to change that. <laughs> Stay tuned, editors. She might change her uh she might change her answer. That's awesome. Okay, what's one place you've never been that you want to visit? Vietnam. I love that. So you've traveled a lot over in in Asia, but you've never made it to Vietnam. Is there something yeah. about that country that you're especially curious about? Well, my husband's from Vietnam and he couldn't travel with me at the time. So I intentionally didn't go there because I didn't want to rub it in his face. <laughs> that would be bad. That would be so, bad. So I'm waiting until he's ready to go to, to go there. But that's why, I mean, I've been to Laos, I've been to Cambodia, Singapore, Thailand. I've been all around Vietnam and it's one of my potential acquisition locations. So it's somewhere that I really do need to get to know very well to feel comfortable with an international acquisition. But that's why I haven't been. I, I certainly could have gone, but that and Indonesia too. I haven't done a lot of uh, Indonesia just because I know he'll love it so much that it would really have hurt his feelings. <laughs> That's so fun. That's good that you're keeping your husband your husband on uh, your heart when you're traveling. All right. Now I'm going to ask you, what's one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you were starting out in short-term rentals? That you do not have to do it all yourself. And you actually emailed this recently. I'll mention it in our podcast. You'll hear me because we do some myths too. And I was like, I got a myth from Stacy this morning about not doing it all yourself. And it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very, very true. All right. What is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? I don't know if guess you could call it advice. So it's more of a concept and I don't even know who said it to me first, but you know, it's like the difference between winners and losers is winners don't quit. I mean, really, because we all struggle, you know, and we all fail. I mean, that's a big part of our podcast too, is failing forward. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yep. <laughs> you have to fail forward because we're all going to have failures. It's what do we do with them, right? How do we take a potential situation where you're like, oh man, I wish that didn't happen or I could have done that better and actually 
do it better next time. Exactly. You know, it, all things are either wins or opportunities to learn. You know, the, these are the kinds of things that we try and channel when things are going terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely terrible. And you're like, you know what? It's all right. I'm going to survive. I'm yeah. going to figure it out. I'm going to do better next time. I'm not going to make this mistake again. I can guarantee you that. Right. Right. right? And that taking that wisdom forward mm -hmm. is, I mean, I mentioned not being the bottleneck. Do you think that was a, a fun exercise that taught me that? <laughs> no, it was not. I couldn't take a vacation for like two years because it all depended on me. And I was like, I am never going to set myself up like this again. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny that you mentioned the bottleneck because there are so many people on my team who do so many fabulous things. And what my goal is, is to not be the cog in the wheel, not be the hiccup, not be the bump in the road. And just right now, I have something that I'm offloading onto another team member that has traditionally been my responsibility and something I'm very passionate about doing well in my property management business. But I want to make sure that, again, I'm empowering my people and utilizing their best skills. I'm hugely passionate about surrounding myself with wicked smart people who are passionate about what they do. And it sounds like you are the exact same way. Exactly. I mean, I love working with passionate, intelligent, driven people. And even when I hire someone who maybe doesn't have all the skills yet, if they're, you know, hungry to learn, and I can give them the space and the guidance to get to being amazing at what they're doing. I mean, that for me is incredibly fulfilling because, you know, I'm sharing my passion for operating a short-term rental business with someone, not just sharing my property with a guest. It's, it's the same type of intention for me is how can I share something that I have and that I love and show you why I love it. And then you can have that same experience. So I've been really, really fortunate to hire some wonderful people. The email that goes out every week, I can't really take responsibility for it other than the fact that I came up with it and I taught them what it needed to look like, but it really is their thing now. And we're continuing to grow. And like I said, my thing is giving them the path and the long-term vision and making sure that we're on that path successfully. But week to week, I open the email just like you guys do. And I'm like, oh, this looks great. <laughs> Look at what we did. Amazing. Which is wonderful. It's the best. Like seeing them really have their own thing that, that we built together. I love that. All right. Last question in the lightning round. What is one thing and or person that you're grateful for today? I'm really grateful for my husband. He puts up with a lot. <laughs> So talk to me very quickly, where or how did you meet your hubby? We have known each other since middle school. How cool <laughs> is that? Uh, we both had very rough childhoods and grew up in the same circles, but we didn't start dating until our early 20s. So we have the same group of friends and a lot of shared memories from our childhood, but we also had our own 
separate like experiences and other and dated other people and all that stuff before we started seeing each other. But so we've been together since we were 22. So that's almost 25 years we've been together. Another fun fact, we didn't get married for the first 18 years. (laughs) You are kidding me. So you dated all that time before you got married. And what was it about, sorry, I digress. Now I'm just curious, but what was it that one day you're like, Hey, I'm ready to get married or what, what changed? I mean, we all, you know, he worked for a California based company. So we had been like legal partners in their eyes from a benefits perspective for years. And we don't have children. We had no intention to have children. So I think two of the main reasons that a lot of people feel compelled, like they need to get married for their, their family unit, right? They just weren't big drivers for us. And we both came from like divorced families. So I was like, well, you know, there's no rush, right? I mean, if we're going to be together forever, then why like at 25, I don't like, I don't know what I'm going to think at 35 or 45 or whatever. So it was always just kind of very relaxed about it. But at some point I would just refer to him as my husband because my partner just didn't quite evoke the same reality as where we were living after 10 or 15 years. But I can't tell you why we got married. I It's his fault, really. Um, I was planning a, like a seven-week trip to Southeast Asia and in Australia and New Zealand. And he wasn't going. And I think like for whatever reason, he started thinking about what happens if something happens to me. He doesn't have any legal say. And we are really our family. I mean, we have family, but but we're not especially close to our extended families for the most part. And so I honestly, I think he got scared is why. Uh, but you'd have to ask him truly. And so we're, I mean, we're in the car, it was like a Saturday and we're talking about it. And he's like, well, what, what do I do if you get sick or hurt or something? And I was like, well, I can sign a power of attorney. I was like, or we can get married. And he's like, yeah, let's get married. So we got married on a Monday. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm nothing if not practical. (laughs) Hey, just getting stuff done. People getting stuff done. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good story. That might be the shortest engagement I've ever heard. So um. <laughs> it was a long time coming, but the action, and I mean, I had had a ring for years. Like, I mean, we just, eh, you that's know, awesome. we're, that's we're, awesome. we're not your typical couple. That's for sure. We're very non-traditional and, oh, here's the icing. So we live in a very small town and there's one magistrate in town and that's who does civil unions. Mm-hmm. They're located at the detention center. So I got married at the detention center. (laughs) (laughs) Officially. Oh, man. If there were only those wedding photos I could see. (laughs) They wouldn't let us do it in a cell, though. We were really disappointed. It's like, look, if we're going to be here, we might as well just lean into it. (laughs) That is awesome. That That is unique. That is very unique. I'm impressed. So... Tracy, I'm curious if anyone is listening to this and thinking, I would love to connect with Tracy one-on-one, what is the best place for them to find you online? So the best place to interact with me is the STR Central Facebook group, honestly. Like 
that's where I'm at the most. And uh, you, you know, we, we communicate through Facebook messenger yep, too. Yep. I'm, I'm a Facebook user. So that really is the most accessible. If somebody wanted to book a consultation, then you would go to be a big curator. If you want to get the email I've been talking about, you go to STR central. <laughs> if you want to listen to the podcast, it's the STR insiders. It really just depends on what you're looking for. But if you ping me on Facebook, then you can ask and I can tell you too. I love it. I love it. Tracy, thank you so much for spending time with us and uh, for sharing not only your your successes about short-term rentals, but for sharing your personal stories too. And I think someone might never beat your engagement story. That's pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> we had it, you know, like I said, we had a tough upbringing and it took a long time to, to get to where we consider ourselves successful. And if, if nothing else you take away from my visit here with Stacy today, it would just be that it really doesn't matter where you're coming from or where you're starting, because trust me, we were on the streets when we were kids and we built everything ourselves. We didn't have family. We didn't have money. Like we earned it and we made it happen. So wherever you are now, you can get to wherever you want to go. Oh, that gives me chills. It's the best way to end a podcast. Thank you, Tracy. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, sister. Are you ready to start making your short-term rental dreams a reality, but feeling lost, stuck, or just overwhelmed? Here's what I know for sure. You deserve everything you're dreaming of, and you deserve to get it with ease, support, and joy. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to stacystjohn.com slash webinar and watch my free masterclass where you will get the scoop on how to leave your W-2 and start building your dream life with five simple steps. If you're ready to have more time to spend with friends and family doing the things you love, adding a ton of zeros to your bank balance and start living your short-term rental dream, you need to watch this masterclass. Head over to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar right now to start watching. That's stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar, and I will see you there.